All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast. The podcast is back because Yankees baseball is almost back. Spring training begins next week in Tampa. Most of the players are already there, and yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since the podcast. Uh, It's been since the end of last season, since the Yankees were swept away in the ALCS by the Astros. But now baseball's back, so the podcast is back. We'll be back every. It will be back every Monday and Thursday from now until opening day, which is on a Thursday, and then it will be pretty much after every game uh, through the season. So that's not that far away at this point. This offseason, if you've read Keep to the City over the last few months, you know I've been disappointed with the offseason. I think most Yankees fans have been disappointed with the offseason. The Yankees didn't do anything. They brought back Aaron Judge, and they sugar-coated it and went over the top, and they had the press conference, and they named him captain, almost to hide the fact that they didn't really do anything else. And yes, they added Carlos Rodon, who's awesome, and he makes the Yankees' rotation better. And with him, they probably have the best rotation in the American League. I say probably because the Astros are still right there. Even though they lost Justin Verlander, they still have Fran Valdez, they still have Lance McCullers, they still have Christian Javier. Um, They have Luis Garcia and Jose Arquiti, who weren't even in the postseason rotation. So they're stacked, they have depth. They're still the team to beat. Still the team to beat. And everything the Yankees do, in my mindset, is to win the World Series. And to win the World Series, you want to get the best possible position going to the playoffs, which is to win your division, which is to win the one seed. So every move that they make is, in the back of my mind, does it help them do those things? Are they the team to beat in the AL East? Yes. You know, the Blue Jays will be right there. But the Yankees, I think, are still better than the Blue Jays. But are they better than the Astros? That's the question that every time the Yankees make a decision, they have to answer. Does this make us better than the Astros? Because the Astros keep bouncing them from the playoffs. The Astros keep winning the one seed. The Astros keep winning the American League. The Astros keep going to the World Series, and the Yankees don't. So does this move make the Yankees better than the Astros? Every time they make a move, you have to ask that question. Yes, Carlos Rodon makes the Yankees better does not make them better than the Astros. Bringing back Judge, bringing back Anthony Rizzo, signing Rodon, bringing back Tommy Canely, it closes the gap. But the gap is four wins. Not just four wins, but four postseason wins. Four wins in the ALCS. That was the difference. A sweep, and a rather easy sweep at that. So the Yankees haven't closed the gap so that it's even. They're not, they haven't passed the Astros. And I, yeah, I think they've gotten better, the Yankees, but it's tough to say. Because the lineup at full strength had Matt Carpenter, who was hitting like Barry Bonds. It had Andrew Benintendi, who was better than Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks. It had a healthy DJ LeMahieu. Benintendi's gone. Carpenter's gone. LeMahieu, it seems like any second we're waiting to hear that he's going to need surgery anyway, and it's going to ruin this season for him as well on his foot. So the offense is the same at best. At best, it's the same. But they're probably going to start Aaron Hicks in left field. Until I see someone else at shortstop, other than Isaiah kind of left on opening day, until I see with my own eyes someone in the top of the first inning at Yankee Stadium against the Giants on opening day, other than Kiner Falefa waving to the bleacher creatures in the top of the first, I will believe that he's the starting shortstop. Aaron Boone, through five years, has told us so. He has told us he will go back to veterans every single time he's given the chance. If they're on the roster, he will go to them. And if Kiner Falefa is a Yankee, it's hard to envision 
And I know everyone keeps saying, oh, it's Peraza's job to lose. I haven't heard that from Brian Cashman. I haven't heard that from Aaron Boone. I keep hearing it from you know, people in social media or Yankees beat reporters. I don't hear it from the actual Yankees themselves. I hear that it's a competition. But if you look at the Yankees from last season, Kiner Falefa was the starting shortstop at the end of the season, the last game of the season. Since then, the Yankees have played no more games. And until opening day, they will have played no more actual, real, meaningful games. So are you telling me that spring training is enough for Peraza to jump Kiner Falefa? Because actual regular season performance last August and September and October wasn't enough for Peraza to jump Kiner Falefa. So I don't know. Every, everyone's hyped up. Peraza, it's going to be Peraza. Wait till Volpe gets called. <laughs> Wait till this. I, that, that's not going to do the Yankees any good if they're not actually going to do it. You know, last year they passed on all the shortstop because Hal Steinbrenner said he had two prospects he's willing to give a chance to. They called up Peraza and said he's here to play, and then he didn't play. And then he played here and there in the postseason, barely, because the Yankees didn't have a starting shortstop in the playoffs. But if you look at this team, are they better than last year? Maybe. Maybe. And that's so disappointing to say with the free agents that were available, with the decisions that they could have made, but they were waiting around for Judge, so everyone came off the board. When Judge was there, there was really no one left but Rodon who could be a game changer, and they got him. But they're kind of going into the season with the same exact offense that continues to not get it done, and Judge is part of that problem. For as awesome as he is, for as great as last season was, for the fact that he's the first captain since Jeter, all that's great. He's been part of the problem in October as well. He needs to change that. A lot of guys on this team need to change that. This team is full of question marks. For as, you know, they're over under win totals at 94 and a half. This is a 95-ish win team with a lot of holes, a lot of question marks. But the one thing they do have is pitching, and they always have pitching. Their pitching's always solid. They don't lose in the playoffs. They don't lose to the Astros because of their pitching. It's never the case. It's the offense. It's scoring runs. It's hitting elite pitching. They can't do that. And they're going to try to do it again with the same guys. And over the last few days, you had Brian Cashman going on uh, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score, talking about what went on in the ALCS. And I can't believe that like this is still his idea of what happened. It was funny. I was just talking to Omar Minaya, who's you know one of my special assistants. And so last last night we we're having a little dinner and I was talking with him and my son Teddy. And I just tell you this real quick, but he said, uh, I, I you know we we're talking about how the season ended, and I was like, where did how far did we get? You know, and you know it was like we got we got knocked out was it in the first round the second round and, and Omar was talking to me about it today he goes man he's like you guys are in it so much you can't even remember what happened I'm like well I was like you know to be quite honest, quite honest Omar we, we the truth was in the end we had four games short of a world series appearance but it felt like the way our fan base reacted in the press that we got you know we got knocked out in the first round but yeah so you can't re- really remember sometimes reality versus the perception and the perception was we we, we didn't do well and, and the reality was we had a hell of a another run at it but but fell short so that's just the new york market first there's no way he doesn't know when the yankees lost in the postseason you think he doesn't know if they got past the guardians in the alds and then lost the astros you think he thinks oh did we lose because then he goes on to say well we were four wins away and the only way you're four wins away is if you get to the alcs so he knows it's just bullshit 
But to look at it as though the Yankees were four wins away from the World Series, okay, they were four wins away from getting to another round where they would have to win four more games. So they won three playoff games last year. They went three and six. That's not good. That's not good. I'm tired of hearing that, oh, they were this close. Oh, they almost did it. Oh, they were this many wins. You know, when they lost in 17, they were one win away from the World Series. When they lost in 19, they were two wins away from the World Series. When they lost in 22, they're four wins away. Well, the gap keeps getting bigger as the years go on, and they're not getting any closer. The perception isn't that they were four wins away. The perception is they got their asses kicked by a team that they think they're better than. And they do think they're better than them. Because listen to what Michael King said on MLB radio over the last few days. They're definitely our kryptonite, I would say that. Um, even when we played them during the regular season, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Um, I think we took two or three from them and didn't have a lead the whole time because we had two walk-offs against them. Um, but every off-season move that we make, you can see tw- the Twitterverse going nuts. Like, is this enough to beat the Astros? It's never just like, is this enough to be a world series team it's is, is it enough to beat the astros um because we know that that obviously ultimately will get us there um so there are a, a ton of different things that can fall um one side or the other and i i think that we have a ton of talent um i think that if you if we face the astros when we were rolling in those may june july months i think it's not even close like we were by far the best team of baseball we hit a little bit of injury we had the um trade deadline i think kind of just like threw off the locker room a little bit. Um, but if, if it's all together, I think this team's unbelievable. And there's, there's no chance that an Astros team could, st- could stop us when we're rolling. Um, and I, I never want to make the excuses of injuries because obviously every team goes through it. Um, but unfortunately, we just had some, some, uh, some issues that made it so we weren't at full strength. And, and the Astros obviously have a ton of talent and we're rolling at that time. So like, you did not want to face that, that Astros team. I get it. I get that. Michael King is a Yankee. He's not going to go out there and say the Astros are better, but he could say, hey, they're the defending champions. They're the team to beat. We need to go out there and beat them. But the Yankees, the whole organization lives in this delusional world. I mean, after the Yankees lost the one-game playoff to the Red Sox in 21, you had Aaron Boone say that the league has closed the gap on the Yankees. (laughs) I always think of that quote because, though the league hasn't closed them. The Yankees haven't won anything since 2009. So the gap's been closed for quite some time. The gap has been closed for Boone's entire tenure with the Yankees. He has never had the Yankees as the team to beat in the American League because he's never won the American League. Since he's taken over the team, all they've done is go backwards. So he took over a team that was a win away, as Brian Cashman likes to say, from the World Series. And then the next year, they lost in the first round. And then the next year, they were two wins away. And then the next year, they lost in the first round. And then the next year, they lost in a wild card game. And then the next year, they were four wins away. So... (laughs) They're not even close. Being four wins away from getting to the World Series does not mean you're close to winning a championship. It means you have to win four games and then win another four. So are the Guardians saying, hey, we were five wins away from the World Series? I don't see anyone at Cleveland saying that. No one. Are the Blue Jays going around saying, hey, we were eight wins away from the World Series? No, they're not. Only Brian Cashman, only the Yankees are talking like this because they're still the Yankees in name only. And they act like they're the Yankees that, you know, were here 13 years ago. Now, 14 years ago. This Yankees team hasn't won anything. These Yankees players haven't won anything. But the way they talk, the way they carry themselves, 
you would think that they're a dynasty and they're going for three in a row and four or five or something. Let's get to the World Series once, guys. Let's get there once, huh? As a core, as a group. Before we start saying the team to beat and that there no one can beat them when they're rolling. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Astros last year went 9-2 and two against the Yankees in the regular season and postseason combined, okay? The first game, June 23rd, the Astros no-hit the Yankees for seven innings with, and got 10 strikeouts. The next night, they gave up one run. The next day, they threw a no-hitter with 15 strikeouts. The next day, they no-hit the Yankees for six and a third innings. The next time they played, they gave up one run, 11 Ks. The next time they played, they gave up two runs. The next time they played, the Yankees scored five runs off a starter who wasn't in the Astros' playoff rotation and a reliever who's not even in, ba- in Major League Baseball anymore, and they still struck out 10 times. Then they played ALCS Game 1, had 16 guys retired in a row on 17 strikeouts in the game. Game 2, they scored two runs and four hits. Game 3, they had one hit through eight and two-thirds innings and were shut out in the game. In Game 4, they finally scored some runs. They scored five runs, and they still lost. They're 2-9 and nine against the Astros last year. Never led in, the, in any of the regular season games. They won two of them on the walk-off from Judge, but they never led in the game to that point. I don't know how you think that you're on the same level as that team. I don't know how you think that they can't beat you when you're rolling. Because when the Astros and Yankees played the first time last year at four games at Yankee Stadium, the Yankees were rolling. That's when they were having the comparisons to 98. That's when they were on pace to set all these records. And the Astros went there, and they went 2-2 two and two against them and only lost on two walk-offs and only lost one of those games because Dusty Baker didn't go to any of his, of his A relievers in the whole game. And the Yankees were still no hit for six and a third in that game and needed a miraculous comeback to win. The Yankees and Astros are not even. Not even they're not even close. A four-win gap. In regular season is one thing. A four-win postseason gap is something completely different. You're an entire series <laughs> gap away from beating them and passing them. And the spring training is almost here, and the Yankees, they're the same team. So unless all these people who keep telling me, oh, this, the offseason's not over, the offseason's not over, well, okay. The Yankees need to get better. And the only way to do that now is via trade and you can never see those coming, especially with the Yankees. They always come, you know, out of nowhere. So unless they have something up their sleeves that's going to make them that much better, which I don't even know that that exists at this point. So the Yankees either have to hope a lot of guys overachieve. They have to hope that the pitching stays healthy. They have to hope that they can call up these kids and the kids can play right away. You need Oswaldo Cabrera to take the next step. You need Oswald Peraza to start. You need Anthony Volpe to come up and be a difference maker. That's what will make the Yankees better. Hoping that Josh Donaldson isn't washed up. Hoping that Isaiah Kiner for left his entire career to this point isn't who he is. Hoping that Aaron Hicks can stay healthy and be productive. Those are miracles. Those are, those are praying to catch lightning in a bottle like three times in a day. That's not going to happen. If you get one of those three to play to, like Michael K says, the back of their baseball card, you'd gladly take that. To get all three, that's not happening. So the Yankees, once again... As of now, going into the season with a parlay card, trying to hit on it. Hasn't worked in the past. Hasn't worked in recent years. I don't know what makes them think it'll work this time, but we're going to find out. So that'll do it for today. Keeps it to the Yankees podcast. Again, back 
Mondays and Thursdays from now through opening day and then after every game then. Um, that'll do it for today. Talk to you on Thursday.